This is a HeadGum Original. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Stroll around to throw some shade. Kiki with the gaze. It's time to drag her. Time to drag her. Drag her. Whoa! Um, hey, sorry, I'm freaked out and tripped out. I'm losing it and I'm loving every second of it. Yeah, baby. Yeah. That's because you're listening to Drag Her, the one and only RuPaul's Drag Race recap podcast available to you in the whole damn planet. So happy to be the only ones talking about gay stuff. And today (laughs) we're very excited because, oh my God, just like this episode, which is unprecedented and for the first time in drag her history we um we have two lovely friends you know them from the headgum podcast punch up the jam if you want to hear me lose my mind about the one by hoobastank you gotta go (laughs) listen to punch up the jam andrew and evan gregory oh mono it's so good to be here i i just want to say i've never been in Faster from clicking a Zoom link to starting a podcast. That took less than 90 seconds. You're coming in like a hurricane at Glastonbury. There's usually as much as half an hour of small talk that's all wasted time. No. And this this is a critique I'm directing at myself as well. No, no, I... I'm with you, but I just respect your fucking time. And look, everyone has their own way. Look, I there's I've I've done so many podcasts I love. Like I don't think of yours as a long one, but I've done so many that are just long. And you're just like, oh, this is long. It's like when you visit your aunt and you're like, oh, this is long. <laughs> Sometimes, uh, yeah. Just a I feel re- I feel respected. I feel respected. It feels good. good. It, feel, it feels delicious. And when we when we share podcast gossip with all of our other podcast hosts around the virtual water cooler and they're asking me i'm gonna say drag Mm -hmm. her or don't drag we get into it well and to be fair though i do drag in a sense because you had to watch a long episode of drag race to do this (laughs) podcast you're right this is is not a chat show with a low bar to cross like what'd you do this week this is we had fucking homework you okay. there was homework and the way they make these episodes too long now it's like it was an hour 15 which i'm like guys there's no need for it to are, be that long i mean be i honest, didn't even know i didn't you, even are know you that was one x be honest on one x i really am um look there's some franchises i don't watch on one x you know um there's a lot of international franchises of drag race i don't know if y'all know this but there are there's philippines it Italy, there, and there's so many. Canada, I, um, they're doing international franchises now. It is, it is blown up. It, oh, like yeah, a, like yeah. a I, true sport. I, I didn't up. know, but I assumed. You know, there's an X factor yeah. and a blank got talent for every geography, every exactly. possible geography. So I assumed, like you know, Drag Race is just ripe to be exported to the, any country yeah. that will have it. 
It has been exported everywhere. And a weird thing is like the queers were keeping up with it for the most part until recently. It kind of blew up and it's just too big to watch all the franchises. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but in my gut, I just immediately know (sighs) that the best international franchise would be Philippines. Mm, Like watching the the UK next to the American is already kind of like watching the AAA next to the MLB. And you can only right. imagine where where you would go if you went to like Drag Race Austria or Drag Race Italy. It's like okay, yes. I guess I'll watch this. But Drag Race Philippines would be like, I think yeah. even better than American Drag Race. The, yeah, you the, went from watching American soccer yeah. to British soccer. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty shocking. You're you're correct, and like like you're saying, yeah, I want to know what what sport do you because you know the differences, right? Um, yes, <laughs> Philippines is like. Her, every, every country kind of has a, even though it's, it's you know, maybe it's overgeneralizing, but every country has like a specialty and Philippines' performance is through the roof. Yes. They know how to perform. Yeah, Whereas my, my immediate gut judgment was just because I've used the Sing app because mm-hmm. people sing our songs on the Sing app. And for some mm-hmm. reason, like 50% of the global fan usership is on is in the Philippines and the people from the Philippines who sing our song are put on like these amazing spectacles. So I just immediately knew like drag race Philippines next level. They'll be killing it. It is. It is. So wait, 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 what sport do y'all follow the most closely? Uh, I would say there is no sport. I truly follow like a real sports fan. I follow the NBA to some degree, but Evan and I were brothers. We, we host Punch Up the Jam, but we also uh, are, run a YouTube channel together. We, we're known for making the YouTube series Auditing the News and Songify This. But we grew up in a really small town that is not near any professional sports team. So we kind of mm-hmm. grew up without a team to root for. So like on any given mm-hmm. NBA season, I'll just sort of be like, huh, I like uh, like the Trailblazers this year. But like that's, <laughs> that's not who I like the next year. And so that doesn't give me the true... I mean, interesting. It, 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 I mean, if anything, it sounds like a season of Drag Race, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fair that your allegiance is only one season yeah. long. Yeah, you only root for for Jinx in one season, and then Jinx is gone right. the next season. And just like us, you know, we we're fickle. I have to admit, because even this, you know, Drag Race is our sport. We are very fickle as an audience, and it is like the Coliseum at times, where we're so <laughs> we're rooting for one girl and we're ready to throw her to the lions in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, but you're talking. I mean, but just to be clear, you're you're talking down to us about this because we are straights who have not yes. watched as much Drag Race as your audience. And for the that's first the way, time and that's the way it should be. in Drag Her Herstory, two straights have <laughs> entered the conversation. Um, you're like, it's like Super Smash Brothers. You're like, two <laughs> new, new challengers have entered the new ring. New challengers, brothers who are <laughs> right. both straight. Who are well, both I like, very- are these controllers inverted? I, I need to invert this <laughs> as you're just smashing us off the island. <laughs> I love it. I mean, you guys are. I. 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 I'm already pitching a podcast called the Tri Gays, um, and but y'all are like the Tri Straits. You're trying a gay thing for our delight. You're which and more people need to know about Punch Up the Jam because y'all put so much effort into it. So can you tell us a little more about that? Yes, and what a generous opening. <laughs> Thank you. We we. Currently host a show called Punch Up the Jam, which is what it says. We take songs, the greatest songs of all time, hits that you know, stuff off the Billboard Hot 100, oldies, classic rock, 90s jams, whatever somebody wants to bring to us. And we talk, we talk them to death, we dissect them, 
And by the end of the episode, we discover, along with our intrepid guests, of course, we discover a better version. We punch up the song that you didn't even know could be better. And we punch <laughs> it up into, into a better version. In Mono's case, he came on and we talked about the, the ill-named band Hoobastank. 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 Yeah, and the song. You know the song. Their song, I'm The not Reason. a perfect person. That one. I found a reason to be. Yeah, and the terrible non-apology apology song that is the reason. Horrible. That's what the yeah, song real, actually is. It's really to- really toxically masculine. Uh, it's just like, I'm I'm trying my best, but can you forgive me anyways? We, we unmasked the song. We unmasked it really yeah. for what it truly was. We rewrote it to be the perfect apology song. And you know, we will send you the MP3 mono maybe if you want. Oh, you don't have to, but you could put a little clip in at the end of the show or, or whatever so your, your fans okay. can hear the perfect apology song that you came up with with us. Oh, I love that. That's a that's a delicious way to cuz it is the you the songs you write and remix and remaster <laughs> are hilarious and stupid <laughs> and are well made. So it's really it's really funny that you are mocking this thing but you are elevating these songs. We're, yeah, the, we're trying to bring some craft out here. We just like just like our queens on drag race, you have to bring the artistry. It's not just about the hahas. I mean, th- I know. The better you make it in in that kind of comedy, the funnier it is. If we just, you know, made this shitty sounding hoobastank thing, it wouldn't it wouldn't work. The closer you can get to the original, the better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, then I guess that's that is a perfect segue. Getting dropped into the middle of this Drag Race UK season, what were your first impressions? Just out the gate, like, what am I watching? Who am I watching? Well, I'll go first. I'll, ju- I'll just be honest by saying I was so excited about this assignment because I have absolutely no baggage this is evan speaking and i I have never seen a single episode of drag race of any season or nation or planet Mm -hmm. but of course i'm aware of what this thing is i know about Mm -hmm. rupaul i'm not i'm not a a complete martian but that's Mm -hmm. different than my brother andrew who has seen many an episode Mm-hmm. That is drag race. saying that you have no baggage is the most self-complimentary way of saying I'm absolutely ignorant to this. <laughs> and is actually, and is actually, I'm going to start doing that. If someone asks me, like if I've read an important book, be like, I have no baggage about that. <laughs> or if, you know, you get pulled over and you're like, officer, I have no baggage. I have no- <laughs> your honor, your honor. In my defense, I have no baggage about this murder. I- <laughs> the laws of your state do not bring their baggage to me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, it's actually a way of me saying, actually, I have a ton of baggage, which is ignorance about what's going on in this show. Sure. Uh, That's fair. We welcome that. We're here to educate. uh, In in contrast to Andrew, who, who is more steeped in the lore. Yes. Tell me your your exposure, Andrew, is. Uh, I mean, I I've never I would say been a true fan of Drag Race in that I've never followed through a whole season but Mm. i have some very and like if you're obviously even if you're a mild fan of drag race you're following a whole season to see who the winner is going to be but i have some very dear friends who are drag race lovers and i'll go over and watch two or three episodes with them every once in a while i'll go over and watch finale with them i did Mm -hmm. buy tickets to see ben de la creme one time so i'm in at least deep enough to like be like oh ben de la creme is touring um, yeah, <laughs> but the who's has my favorite name. You've been to a live event, man. That's well, that's a level. That's well, big. I wasn't in the end 
I wasn't able to go see Ben de la Creme. Casey, my wife, went with my friends, Amir and Danielle, and I think mm. I gave away the fourth ticket. We had some work event that came up. Ouch. So yeah. that's how much of a of a RuPaul Drag Race I, fan I, I am. That I'm like, I had a ticket, but I, a work thing came up. <laughs> You're on the bubble. Yeah. yeah. But it was my idea. It was my idea to buy the tickets. I don't know. My, <laughs> my main thought here is, first of all, well, this is weird, but I kind of want to start with the wrap-up. I did yeah, not yeah, yeah. watch episode six. Right. So I didn't see the snatch game. Do you want, right. Do we want to explain the snatch game to Evan just for fun? Oh, or do we yeah. just want to blow by it? Do we want to please, blow by it? Please explain. No. I mean, I'm deducing what's happening when they open the episode of the recap. Yeah. Right. I'm deducing yeah. a bit, but will you explain the snatch game to me? Explain. Oh, what, just pretend wonderful. I haven't seen an episode of this and you had to explain <laughs> it's it. It's wonderful. To me. Just like the old uh, game show, the match game, you know, you're asking celebrities for uh, answers on questions that they will answer hilariously. And it is, of course, in the grand tradition of drag queens, it is a chance to do an impersonation be funny and improvise in the moment as RuPaul is asking you questions, you know, okay, uh, that good. are, that's, that's yeah. kind of what I was getting. And I have to say, I was kind of shocked. I was like, well, the, 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 the staging that I'm seeing in the recap is basically a Saturday night live skit. They're all set up to do a bad <laughs> impression of some celebrity to get easy laughs. But some of these yes. people are not comedians and are not able to improvise an impression oh, of something. It's a huge ask. It's a huge yeah. ask. You know, it's a re- it's a really weird moment in a lot of seasons, Evan, because like people who have just like are the this brightest stars season? in the season. Yes, and they the make people, them do this every season. Yeah, and I the was, people I'm who are like the brightest season. stars all of a sudden just totally flop on this and can really someone can be kicked off the show who was really strong. Anyway, what I was it's saying like, is. Oh, it's ahead. like, I just got to say really quick, it's like Gordon Ramsay's beef Wellington test. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's it's coming every single season and it is like, for whatever reason, become the mark of a true drag superstar. I don't know why. Yeah. It just yes, is. That they, can, they, have, they have the bonus. Like they can, sure, they can walk the walk. Otherwise they wouldn't have been on the show. Sure, they can yes. do the look, but do they have this extra superpower, which is yes. improvising in person? You know, that's tough, man. That's tough for anybody to do. Do they have it's the really personality? Hard. Yeah. Do they have the personality? So you know how some, you know how like most Oscar wins are just makeup Oscar wins? Like, oh, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't give someone so the Oscar for, the, for we didn't give Russell Crowe the Oscar for the insider. So we'll give him the Oscar for, uh, Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Oh, an, yeah, like and Leonardo yeah. with uh, the Revenant in an opposite yeah, way. Yeah, it's really, it's really like a career recognition it's, than yeah. it is for the actual I performance. Thought, I mean, maybe the edit was deceptive, but I thought uh, Black Peppa's performance mm-hmm. in the Snatch Game was so bad. It was horrible, and she <laughs> and she also was like near the bottom of this yeah. episode. That it's like, she, I feel like as a makeup judgment, you have to just kick, at least have Black Peppa in the bottom two because the Snatch Game was so bad. Like the way it was edited was just like, yeah. is she telling her punchlines before the question is asked? That You can't do that. You wait for this the question the you fun, tell the punchline. I wonder what this is like for y'all. And I, I cause like this is different in terms, basically you're starting to see a little bit behind the production curtain. And as the season winds on, you see a little bit more of production fuckery where they put girls in the bottom that they're ready to go home as opposed to who actually deserves to go home. Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like this episode had both, I think, uh, a, a false win and a false bottom, but I think it's because they're kind of they they have a they've already decided 
a little bit what story we're building towards, and this was just someone was going to go home. Even well, though I, I whatever. Do you, do you, do you have Dakota any? Dakota had like any, a personal emergency. Are you saying that like Dakota had like a personal emergency, or no. just like, or, or do you I have behind Dakota the scenes info? Nice. You say, she's too nice. Mm. So she, for the, you're saying for the season arc, she's just being arbitrarily cut now. Not it's not yes. about this week's performance. Exactly. She she is delightful and wonderful, and she's been in the bottom a couple times. But it's just they've told her story of being delightful and sweet, and so she didn't offer as much as Pixie, who I thought did a worse job in the lip sync. Yeah. But Pixie is the shit stirrer. Yeah. Pixie is a bit sour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pixie, what, like, and we need that. after this nice, uh, you know, walk where they're all like happy ab- about working with the queen team. She's like, well, your thing sucks shit, by the way. Uh, yes. I could, I could not believe the backstage debrief that happens after they, you know, have actually presented their, their stuff. Mm-hmm. I was, I was frankly was shocked how immediately, <laughs> immediately caddy, it was, I was fall, I was falling out where they, like, they sat down in the, their little arranged director's chairs backstage mm-hmm. and just immediately started belittling each other after the love fest and uh-huh. really picking out one person like it going broke after my ankles. one that was funny that it was like so sweet. Everyone cried on stage. Everyone's <laughs> like this is the best experience <laughs> I've ever been through and then they're like you fucking look like shit, bitch. Yes. <laughs> like Pixie immediately into like, what the fuck is black and white? This it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. This is not sending a message. If you're not sending a message with every drag look, you've failed. John Burns, <laughs> all of my looks are different. You're, what, are, what even are your looks, John Burns? And everyone glommed onto that. Everyone yeah. glommed yeah. onto like, yeah, John Burns. Like, it was, whoa. Hey. Whoa. What John Burns has John been. Burs? She's been squeaking through and I can't quite put my finger on it. Um, she, she is mysterious to me because I, I don't know how else to put it other than she's been kind of squeaking through. Um, it definitely but, was implied that she is a worse makeup artist. Like it, right. The judges definitely let slip that, that the makeup is below par compared to what everybody else is bringing. Like, oh, you're, oh, you're getting better was something that was said. Like, oh, you really raised the bar. Like very strongly implying that she doesn't have it in that, in that category. For my yeah. taste, John Burr seems like a little too interested in the history of clowning and miming <laughs> and a little too <laughs> uninterested in the history and culture of drag racing. But, uh-huh. I, but I've only watched 30 episodes. You know what? What do I know? Sure. What do I know? You know? Sure. I mean, I get you. I'm the same. Well, th- I've been very fickle with her. There's been some weeks where I'm ready to throw her away and some weeks where I've been like, oh, okay, yeah. good, good for you. You know, they, they share one personal thing and I'm like, I'm sorry. I love you. Like it, I, I, I can turn very quickly. I will say, um, I know the, I know the lip sync is so, is so subjective and, and it's kind of like a different style, but Pixie mm-hmm. Like you were talking about, you thought Dakota had a better lip sync. Pixie was just like flapping her mouth like a cartoon character. Right. The couple close-ups on Dakota, I was like, that's a really good lip sync. Like her lips are trembling. Her lips, like there's like a motion (laughs) being sold. Like She was small and specific, which is kind of also her drag aesthetic. You know, she is... She's a beautiful trans woman, so she's like, I kind of give a softer version of drag as opposed to a whiz-bang-pow version of drag, as you could see from some of the other queens, and I love it. Right, and there I am, like, I I, I grudgingly admit, like, well, like, perhaps that cartoon mouth goes with Pixie's aesthetic. She's doing a bigger, uh, 
a bigger, more, more flamboyant queen, obviously. Totally. Totally. Um, okay, actually, we're going to get deeper into this makeover challenge. But first, silence, my queens. I feel like taking a break. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with earning. Come on, y'all. We've all been there. We want to spend a little bit of extra dough on a big night out or a last minute gift for like your boo. Sometimes money just can be, uh, dare I say, complicated. Well, worry not because earning helps you get your money today as opposed to later. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know, wake up because earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. You can get up to $100 per day or 750 bucks per pay period. Earning is used by over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability. So why don't you go ahead and download earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Drag Her Under Podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's Drag Her Under Podcast. Get some extra dough. Have a little fun. And don't wait for your employer to give you your money, honey. Earnin is subject to your available earnings location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. You ready to go? We're ready to start again? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Great ad break. Bring back my break. Okay, we're back. We're getting into this makeover challenge episode that I tasked my good friends, Evan and Andrew, with watching. Now, the makeover, this is also, I gotta tell you, a challenge that happens every every year. 
they do a makeover challenge. Okay. Is it always um, with the queen team? But it's not always with the queen no, team, right? No, they really change it up. Sometimes okay. it's like veterans. Sometimes it's um, oh, like, it's, yeah. yeah, sometimes <laughs> it hasn't in the past even been like lesbians. Um, so they have a lot of fun. <laughs> which was, uh, which is pretty close to the queen team. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty close to the queen team. Yeah, they, they've gone all over. They've done the crew. They've done um, my one of my favorites. Uh, they've done just old people. That's one of that was always a gem. <laughs> Um, it was and- really sweet to see like uh, we were talking about how catty they were like whenever they were being happy with themselves there's mm-hmm. a lot of fakery going on there's a lot of like mm-hmm. okay you mostly hate each other but the looks of glee on their face when they found out they were going to be making over the queen team yeah were, were that really warmed my heart how happy they were to be making over the queen team they were they were yes. they were truly overjoyed yeah, that's so cute. true. And I, and as someone that's like coming in this afresh, you know, like part of me was like, man, I wish this had just been the most basic ass catwalk episode so I could understand it. <laughs> but but then we got but then we got into it, and I was kind of feeling grateful. Like this, I'm watching the most wholesome episode of this show. You know, all of these. Yeah. All of these queens offering this support and mentoring role for the person that's been supporting them. This is this is extremely yeah. wholesome, like being of service to each other. It was so sweet and emotional. It was. You know, I, re- I, I really loved it. And, okay, but back to the catty stuff. But back to the catty stuff. This emo- I'm uncomfortable. Real emotion. Rue uh. Ru could not even be, first of all, bothered to fucking show up. Where what the hell, the is hell? But what? even if, she has she has COVID, right? But even if you um, can't show up for your own television show because you're in the Philippines, you're just <laughs> and you're you're just doing this by the alphabet. You're appearing by the yeah. alphabet. Give give us some excitement. They know the Queen team. Let the winner from last week pick draft. Let's do a draft. You know? Yeah. And I okay. I honest. So okay. So here's my my honest guess is. So RuPaul's also hosting <coughs> Celebrity Lingo, which I believe is a British-based game show. And I honestly think she may have had to film an episode of that at the same time this was happening. I've never seen a faker piece of television than during the judging <laughs> when, yes. when, yes. when Michelle is like, just oh a second, God. I need to talk to Ru oh and holds her God. ear for one second. And I watched Balloon Boy live. Right. That's how good that was. <laughs> oh, my God. You were there for those wife swap animals <laughs> who sold their child up a river for a 24-hour yes. news I story. I watched the Ted Haggard, <laughs> Gary Busey celebrity wife swap episode. <laughs> oh, my God. So, when no, wait. Agree. It is so fake. I'm like, you can't even edit in a clip of her on Zoom. You can't even do that. Because even then, I'd be like, okay, yeah, maybe she's watching on Zoom. Yes, pipe in in the phone call. I've got to talk to Rue, and then she touched her ear, and there's nothing in her ear as if she's wearing a wire or something. Oh, my God. For God's sake. cuckoo. If you you know that Dakota is losing, at least for God's sake, record a video of Rue saying sashay away. The brutality. Of losing, is, of losing uh-huh. Drag Race and not having RuPaul say sashay away to you. It's Michelle. Right. That's gutting. That's why oh. I was hoping they wouldn't send anyone home, frankly. I was like, it kind of feels fucked up to send a girl home when Ru's not here. But they did it. That's they a great sure point. If Ru's not there, it's a wash. It's a, we just, right? everybody gets a pause. You get a mulligan on this one. 
and and no so. explanation. Just the 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 sheer cheesiness of like she couldn't be with us this week. Why? This is really high stakes. I mean, you could tell me any possible reason, and I would buy it. Just put a reason in there. She got mm-hmm. COVID. She's off fracking on her big ranch in Wyoming. Anything. She's too and I rich. Would accept it. Guys, RuPaul is too rich to care. That's why she's not here. Oh, that'd be she's amazing. So rich. That'd be amazing. She's so rich. I mean, they want to talk about money. I mean, the, she's getting executive producer credits on every international franchise. I mean, just it is just racking up. Um, and she loves to frack. So she's she's doing quite well. She's doing very well. <laughs> you know, um, I, I mean, she deserves that. I mean, she would just print money and hand it to Rue. I'm fine with that. But just I tell think me she was why. filming something else, and it was so it was just too awkward to say like she's not here because she's filming another show. I feel like that feels like a slap in the face. She literally um, is like in the studio next door on the studio lot, like shooting <laughs> yeah. to be a millionaire UK or something like. And they thought yeah. she'd be done at seven forty five, and tell me the exactly. runway walk. But assistant camera one was late coming back from lunch break because it's a union. Exactly. And now just that shoot's running long. Just a second, I've got to talk to Rue. Uh, uh, just a second. I've got to talk to Rue. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Andrew's touching his ear. No, Rue said, said ear. she had a very important uh, personal commitment. Oh, uh, that means and now, now Andrew was Rue getting is, a call oh my his God. hearing aid. I talked to Rue. Rue, Rue is slowly but surely going to become Santa Claus. Just like, I don't know, drag queens, if you write a letter to RuPaul, she might r- oh, no. write one back. It's, <laughs> it's the Santa Clausification of RuPaul. This is where we're going. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's like she'll, you, you she'll have, you come to, to like every a, a country. Ma- every mall has a RuPaul. Well, that's that's not the real RuPaul, honey. That's just the mall RuPaul. <laughs> and on on finale night once a year, she visits every country in the world: the Philippines, the UK, the US. But how a drag queen can't travel that quickly? <laughs> it's fairy dust, children. <laughs> Literally, fairy dust. Okay, gay joke. Um, so this is a real treat. You're getting to see these personalities. Danny Beard, as you're seeing, is a beardy kind of gender bending drag queen. And how do you feel about partner, the bearded drag queen? Honor? How, how oh, do you feel about I the like it. You like it. Okay. I like. I, I'm, I'm partial because I also do some bearded drag myself. Okay. It so, popped up, and it, my first thought, because like I said earlier, I find the UK drag race to be a little triple A. When he first popped up, just in the recap, I was like, "Well, that's really lazy." But then, <laughs> yeah. But then, when I actually saw him working, I was kind of like, oh, "Okay, this is this is pretty thoughtful." And well, you know, there that is a conversation going on in the drag world. Like, I mean, I think everyone everyone is here for gender expression. We love gender expression, but sometimes people equate drag race with elevating your art to you know this this standard but yeah so i think i think i'm glad obviously that the conversations being i'm glad that gender bending is being supported on drag race because as you don't know this but drag race kind of has a history of just um like uh how, how do i put this exalting like feminine passing yeah, Over. narrowly defining what drag is, right? Just saying, oh, it's just the men dressing up in a specific gendered normative right. way of being feminine. Right. Yeah, very Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> but it's cool that this show is getting so big that they're like, I think we got to like start coloring outside the lines a bit. Yeah, even well, including was- having Dakota Schiffer on, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, she's, um, that's another controversial thing. Cause I mean, trans women have contributed to the world of drag forever, but their contributions haven't necessarily been seen as equal. Um, that's cause, yeah. but even, cause even in, inside the queer community, people have conflated 
you know, drag expression and gender expression. And, um, you know, people are finally being more open-minded to like trans people can express themselves in the art form of drag too. But they um, even changed, like they changed the catchphrase at the top of the show in the last couple of years, right, Mono? They did, they did. It used to, yes, the show itself has been a bit accused of, here's my gen- my genuine understanding is the show loved pre- presenting the the transformation of each participant, which is why the show skewed so heavily towards gay men who then become drag queens because it's like, oh my God, mm-hmm. look at this funny, weird person look becoming a glamazon. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right. And I think the show leaned into that um, a bit to its detriment. And now they're finally being like, okay, we can, we can be a little more inclusive, I think. We can go with whatever right. transformation the drag yes. queen desires. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, so it used to be gentlemen start your engines and yeah, may the best queens, yeah. woman win. Now mm. it's yeah, I think it's drag queens start your engine. Is it yeah? yeah, yeah is it um yeah? Racers queen, start yeah. your engine and may the best, may the best win, drag yeah. queen win. Yeah, I go. mostly brought that up just to brag about how much I know about. It's very good. Yeah, it's very good. It's very straight of you to wield your <laughs> drag knowledge like your yeah, like a cudgel to penis to, to come on your <laughs> podcast and then and then straight splain. To the host. <laughs> oh, no! So we have Raven. Now, what you don't know about, maybe you do or don't know, Raven is a contestant from season two. It's very exciting. She's here um, she, because and she's, she's become Rue's makeup artist. Right, right. So she got, she doled out a couple makeup compliments. And even though Rue was not there for the final judging, which obviously a huge bummer, to yes. get a makeup compliment, there were two or three that Raven doled out from RuPaul's personal makeup person. When RuPaul is like, well, you do makeup better than I do now. Or I'm it's so rich I can deal. pay you to do it. That's pretty cool that they got makeup compliments from Raven. I thought that was cool. Her presence was so towering. It was like very clear that she's Drag Race royalty. And when she's paying a compliment, it's like, you know, the the the, the king's head duke has come out to knight somebody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although it is like, I do think it would be pretty terrifying. Like when she comes out in her leopard print outfit and she has like the really, really, really exaggerated like kind of cheekbones that are in vogue on like uh-huh. TikTok, but like beyond that, the drag queen version of it. And she's telling someone like, you should work on your chiseling a little bit. It's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like Michael Jordan being the coach of like the owner of the <laughs> Charlotte Bobcats and be like, could you play basketball a little better? <laughs> like, oh my God. Like and good, that was straight talk from a straight yeah, guy. Like good luck, um, good luck cutting your cheekbones like that with your makeup. That is true that it is like, yeah, of course I would love to be as fucking super elevated as you are, but you know, you've had years and many, 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 many years to get that great. Also fun inside is that when Raven's on this panel, it's the first time a, if you can believe this, it is the first time a drag queen has been on the judges panel of RuPaul's Drag Race. What? Can you believe that? No. Well, a lot of people in the drag race dumb say RuPaul likes to be the only drag queen on the judges panel. Mm. That's what some people believe. Yeah. um, Because it's the first time that's happened. I'm shook. Isn't that shooketh? But I agree. Her <laughs> critiques were, though, staggering and like, oh, my God. Um, 
really good critiques you don't mm. get when you know fucking Rose McGowan known turf oh, um, or savage you don't get those name same drop. critiques <laughs> you don't get those same critiques when Jennifer Tilly comes to host you know I mean, what I'm saying if no if, if Rue wanted there to be two drag queens on the panel there would be you know Ru- RuPaul, yeah. RuPaul has her way it's it's her race she knows a couple of them at least a couple yeah I don't think this is a theory I think I think this is we can we can say this is Proven fact. That's canon. I think so. Yeah, think that's so. that's canon. And so she she happened to be absent so they could let Raven slip in. But you're absolutely right. This, I mean, it maybe goes to show why the drag queens haven't been sitting on the panel because she was darn good at it. Like every mm-hmm. every critique, every I, I'm like, yes, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm, I agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, was it what I have? So we're, we're and we're gonna look at the runway soon. But what other weird, interesting personality quirks came up amidst the queen team and our lovely, lovely contestants that you thought was interesting? Let's see, pretty adorable. <laughs> I guess not a lot. I guess it was just adorable people being adorable and supporting each other. It, yeah, it, it, I I felt like the like uh, the workroom opening up, everyone telling their story thing was maybe a little bit more genuine because they could tell it to members of the Queen team. Like, oh, here's my backstory. Here's how uh, hard it was for me. I'm crying watching the thing. It, it it felt so much more genuine than the beginning and the ending of the show where the queens themselves are only competing to say the most cutting thing to each other. And you, you know yeah. that you know that version is not genuine. That's performance for the camera and for the audience. Yeah. And it was interesting to see, like, obviously there was a couple moments here, but Black Peppa talking about like the you know, her the background and, and I mean known history of homophobia in the Caribbean was it was lovely to hear her being so vulnerable about that yeah that was really heavy yeah that was heavy what a story what just giving just giving her full autobiography of you know discovering who she was going to gay clubs on St. Martin you know Mm -hmm. this is this is like complicated I did question is Fleur a real name is it are people named Maybe. Maybe she's a French. She's a French gal. Who knows? Or she's a liar. Maybe she's a fucking liar, Fleur. You know who I really loved is Mystique. I mean, I I guess everybody watching the show is sort of getting to know the queen team for the first time during this episode, right? Because they're not coming in. They're not coming in as present characters in other episodes, right? So so I love getting to know Mystique. She was so uh, kind, but also like really vulnerable about like, I, I don't know. Every, everyone else was kind of presenting about like, yeah, I'm ready to like, we're going to have some fun. I'm so excited for you to put makeup on me or whatever. And Mystique was blatantly nervous about it and, and yes. really self-conscious about her own gender presentation. And, and really yeah. frank. The frankness, like I kept expecting yeah. her to just kind of be like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. No, nah, nah, it's not really for me. But she was like, I don't like the way I look. People think I look like a man and this will make me look right. more like a man. And it was sort of like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens in the show all the time. Well, okay. Well, that's what's interesting. I mean, that's also the the um, that's what dra- drag is interesting in that way because it challenges your identity, right? And I think she was having an interesting challenge, right? Because I I think to get in drag, you have to um, put your ego aside. You have to put your mm. ident your sense of identity aside and actually embrace the fact that like you're kind of a canvas. You I, know, I mm-hmm. do. And people that, don't like that. I do wish that Danny strategy I, I mean first of all i missed the moment 
there, the moment wasn't on camera where you finally saw Mystique to agree to put on the beard. And I think mm-hmm. that would have been really interesting to see. Like, what was it that made Mystique say, like, you know what? I do look right. great. Like, they yeah, said it was that just happened, done as It was just it. done as a runway reveal. They set yes. it up, and so you sort of knew it was going to happen when, yeah. when he's like, I'm going to just put her makeup back. on and hope that she'll agree to it. Right, so you right, sort right. of knew, you knew it was going to happen. Then they revealed it on the runway instead of, like you're saying, <laughs> what it, you know, that moment of, like, Mystique's yeah. co- connection, you know, well, would have been so saying, like, mm-hmm. I look great. But I also wish that Danny had given her just a full fucking ZZ Top beard. <laughs> I just know. Down, just like, just like dirty and yeah, wiry. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's the disadvantage of being British. You have advantages in pretty much every other area, except you don't know who ZZ Top is. You don't have that reference <laughs> in your life. Yeah, uh, that is that is a heartbreaker. I yeah. think you genuinely don't have you don't have that reference yeah. in your life. That's actually or, the straightest thing. No matter what I say about sports, that's the straightest thing I'll say on this episode. It's just <laughs> it's just how great ZZ Top is. ZZ I was trying Top to think of what else they don't know. It is like the most American reference I can think of, and the first thing that came to mind was like Little Debbie zebra cakes. Like, <laughs> there's no way they have those in the UK, right? Yeah. Yeah, they, ha- they have a no whole way. different lexicon of sugary cakes and confections that don't make their way over here and sound insane, you know. Oh, yeah, like Captain Spree's Lemmingtons. I'm going to pop down to B&M and pick myself up a little grubble top. <laughs> Such wonderful, wonderful splendiferers and crimp plumplulars. Um Yes, I think the UK is a Dr. Seussian world. That's what I think. I mean, but, only pr- proven more so by this episode. Somebody even insulted somebody about who was it? I think maybe Danny Beard was, a, was like, oh, you look like you went down to some store and rolled around and, and then just walked out with whatever stuck to you on Velcro or something like that. I was like, what? Yes. I Googled so the story. He's, he's basically talking about like the UK version of Michael's. Or, or right, because <laughs> at this point, the look top six is becoming top five. That's a big deal. Um, we're we're really getting to the finals. Sometimes it's a final four or a final three. So these girls are really wanting the the girl next to them to die. <laughs> <laughs> so what y'all think of Michelle? This is obviously the time. It's a, again crazy for y'all to be here because this is the moment where RuPaul, of course, usually hosts, has this right. moment, and Michelle Visage is doing it instead. Well, uh, it was so great that Rue was watching live via video link. Though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know. Doesn't that make you feel a lot better? <laughs> I'm so glad that he was zoomed in. And he was know, zooming in to watch peace. this. Where's the video? Peace. If RuPaul is watching live I mean, via video, video link, let's see the tape. The tape you doesn't couldn't, exist. Exactly. You so, could even create a fake version of that. Yes. And, 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 and I know it's fake, but it would still like help me sell the bullshit fantasy. I'm glad Boy George is there. That's fucking yeah. cool. I want a hat like his hat. I never want hats, but I want a hat with my face in wire in front of my face. It is so cool. How can it I, is, is that trademarked? Is that copyrighted, patented? Can Am I allowed to have one? I'm sure you are. I think it's just expensive. <laughs> yeah, this, this is this is a custom hundred thousand dollar hat yeah. for sure. It's, it's I I've been sure. I've been thinking about it. I was like I could make one for myself, and I was just like it's just dangerous. Frankly, you're walking around with a wire oh. of, an inch in front of your eye. Yeah, that's actually very scary and dangerous. I'm kind of um, getting the more we talk about, it, I'm getting more and more in my feelings about this bald faced lie that they've pitched off on us. Every time you guys bring it up, like if if he was watching live, he they would have edited it in on Zoom. 
and they didn't even yeah. they didn't even phone it in on post. I can't talk about it anymore. It's making me mad. I mean, Michelle did fine. She's sort of like doing an impersonation of of RuPaul on, on on some level. Like she did fine. The show moved along. It happened. Yeah. It's you know they did the judging. They did the thing. What's interesting, and you you maybe well you guys don't you do and don't know this, but like. Michelle's role is she is quite typically she's the Simon Cowell. She's the hard ass. Hmm. She's the one who kind of like Rue is like so she kind of literally took on the role of Rue where she didn't get to do her usual thing where she's like really bitch. That's that's your best. Is Michelle that's a, kind is of her Michelle role. Michelle a permanent judge? Is she on is she a judge on she every is. episode? She is. She okay. is. She okay. is the Andy Richter to RuPaul. Okay. <laughs> mm. I was, uh, yeah, was she like the Pat Summerall to Ru's John Madden? Absolutely. If I knew who uh, those people were. That was the yes. straightest, that was the straightest thing I could think of to say. The most <laughs> we need famous a straight horn for this episode. Just like straight reference. You know, like. <laughs> Every time I say something about football, you just play an air horn. <laughs> so we're gonna get into these runways but first silence i feel like taking another break hi listeners here to tell you about a very important organization called al otro lado which helps to reunify families which have been ripped apart due to our country's cruel border policies as you know since 2018 many people have been suffering through these policies which have taken children away from their parents. And Al Otro Lado is working to reunify families. They've already reunified over 100 refugee families and they create legal and humanitarian support to refugees, deportees, and other migrants in the United States and Tijuana. We want you to get involved today. Help me support Al Otro Lado and donate today. You can find the link to donate to Al Otro Lado in the description of this episode below or go to gum.fm charity and donate today. You can also consider volunteering with the organization, which offers opportunities that are both in-person and virtual. The best way to get involved is by filling out an application on their website at alotrolado.org slash volunteer. That's A-L-O-T-R-O-L-A-D-O dot org slash volunteer. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Are you seeing some triggering ads on social media? Stuff about summer bodies, stuff about the diet cleanse, stuff about trimming down. Fuck that noise. That stuff is triggering for me, and I assume it's triggering for someone else listening. That's why I use BetterHelp. BetterHelp allows me to get in touch with a licensed professional therapist who can help me recharge, who can help me de- decrap my brain because those negative images and slogans can really creep in and give me negative body talk. You know what I mean? Any form of negative self-talk that is traumatic for me. And um, thankfully, I'm using these tools and being honest about them and articulating them in a way that takes the power away from them. If you're thinking about therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist and you can even switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. That's how I found my personal therapist. I found my sweet spot with BetterHelp. So go visit BetterHelp.com slash drag her today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash drag her. Go find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. 
Bring back my break. Here we are. We're going to chirp and burp these runway looks. Now, if you don't know, we chirp the looks that we like and we burp the looks that we don't like. So we'll have a conversation. We'll look at these looks and um, feel free to let your opinions flow. We can disagree. (sighs) All of it is welcome. So here comes some of our family resemblances. Yes, drag family realness is the category, starting with Jomber's Blonde and Nanu Noir. What'd you think? I, the, the, straight out of the gate, I loved it. I, mm-hmm. I was struck immediately by the, the retro styling. I love the black and white, most basic contrast of black top against white top black as as mm-hmm. if i'm looking at uh you know some uh, mondrian layout of just like we're <laughs> we're we're blocking color and presenting to you contrast i enjoyed it the miming mm-hmm. is like a little corny but a fun way to realize a choreography on stage as these characters so this is mm-hmm. the first one i saw and my my gut reaction to just seeing this first presentation was positive i chirp it i i i I did have no idea why the judges hated this one so much. I thought mm-hmm. they kept burning it for not having a good enough family resemblance. Like they didn't look like where some of the other like pixies who we'll get to it later. I didn't really like it. Like they're just like copies of each other where this, I liked that right. they're sim- there's a resemblance. They're similar, but they're not exactly the same. So I, I, I like the family resemblance. I like the choreography because, uh, is it too mimey? I'll let the PhDs on Drag Race history talk about whether this is too clown and not enough drag. But also, it's getting in a little, little dirty sex stuff with the choreography, which always always goes over well, or should go over well with the drag. <laughs> it the drag should. Judges. And, and uh, so this is definitely a chirp for me. Yeah, I um, you what you should know is that black and white in makeover challenges is historically cursed. It's a no no. Um, yeah, okay. it should should be more splashy. I, I don't know why. I and you know it's it's I think exactly what you're saying is like it's just considered too easy, but I agree with you that it, Evan it's it's not that easy. It's it's like it's like a cool fashion collection where they complement each other. They're not carbon copies. They're interesting. One's a pant. They both look good. I'm I yeah, I agree. I I think it's absolutely a chirp. Um but I think just like maybe maybe their critiques about Nenu's makeup being less groundbreaking was fair, but I think it was overall successful, so I would chirp it. And we're way off from the judges here, like who were all going out of their way yeah. to find criticisms. And of course, Pixie was just insulting it left, left yeah. and right. Ultimately, they did rate uh, Jombers and Nenu as safe. But in the uh-huh. context of the show, it was like what was implied was them going, but barely. Yeah, you're barely safe. <laughs> yeah, well, this is a top two or three for me. Uh huh. Yeah, I guess I there's think... only six, so I guess the top three isn't that great out of six. But <laughs> that, that's when it gets scary. It's like if you're 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 either in the top or the bottom definitively. That's a little scary. But yeah, I'll chirp this. You know, I she did it. Is it also being knocked just because it's like with the pants, it's just not feminine enough. Like you were talking earlier, Mono, about like it's all about like. Uh, like Glamazons. Glamazons historically are the winners. Like, is this just mm-hmm. too much of a, like a tomboy look? It's possible. I mean, obviously the attitude on pants can, does evolve and change, but maybe, I don't know. I think, 
I think it was just black and white. They think they see it as an easy out. It's like black and white look great together. And yes, you can mix and match them. I think that was it. It's just like, it's just too, to them, which I disagree with. It's just too easy. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. It's just narrow view. Like I, I don't, I don't need everybody to look like a rainbow ostrich. You know, the black and white thing is tasteful. It rocks. I know. It's elevated. Speaking it's of rainbow ostrich, hello. Jesus Christ. Pixie Polite and Trixie um, True Love. Okay, we have two true fairies here. <laughs> they, um, they look insane, but I do love the names. Trixie True Love really made me LOL. I, I like it. <laughs> now, yeah, this one, you know, we, we in the edit, they kept being like, oh, this is going to look like shit. And... I think it looks fine, but I agree with it. Like Andrew, you were saying, like this is just like this is a shiny, ma- shiny, this shiny. This is a major burp for me. And here, there's yeah. one reason why it's a major burp for me. Well, f- first of all, you can see. Uh, is it Wendy? Is that it's Wendy? I believe. Yeah, Wendy was her Trixie. shorts poking out, Mm-mm. and that Mm-mm. for me is a major Mm-mm. no-no. You can't you mean like, be able to see her like her control tops. Her control top bike shorts are scooting yeah. down. But oh, no. but the other thing is that, uh, like we said, the Queen team has been like incredibly nice, incredibly sweet this whole time. And then in the interview portion where all the other Queen team people are being like, this is amazing. I felt fully realized. I bought <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wendy's like kind of saying that, but then she's like, ha, 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 ha. But my makeup I did like- make me look older. And it's like, yeah. that was her, like, in the nicest, sweetest six-year-old uh-huh. woman way, just, like, throwing a fucking bomb on Pixie, being like... This, she did. It was like her whispering, like, by the way, this mm-hmm. makeup sucks, and I know that professionally. <laughs> if Wendy yeah. thinks her makeup looks old, Pixie yeah. should have just been off. Or is there ever an episode where there's just not a lip sync? There's always a lip sync. There's always a bottom. Two, there's right? always a lip sync. Okay. Um, I got to say, few me, rare exceptions. There's always a lip sync. About the makeup looking older, I, I just want. I just want to you know pose it. Pose it as a question. There's a there's a certain aspect of like if she's seeing herself in the mirror, she's seeing something different than we are all seeing watching it at 1080p. You know, like you need a certain mm-hmm. amount of makeup. I think she may feel older than it looks like. She looks pretty good to me when I see her. Mm. And from I'll, far away. Yeah, totally. from far away, which is exactly how the camera sees her, right? And I'll, I'll say right. I have, from personal experience, Andrew and I one time had the blessed, blessed experience of meeting Meredith Vieira in person. And I thought she looked so different backstage on the Today really? show with just like eight inches of makeup on Shen. She's about the same age at that time that Wendy is here mm-hmm. in person. The makeup made the crevasses on her blessed wrinkled face. Right. Look so fucking deep. She looked ancient, but then right. on camera on the today show with the lights, she looked gorgeous and she so like some the angel she is she looked like the angel she truly is with the beatific face and so some amount of that for me is going on here where i, I don't see wendy looking that much uh, older in, yeah. in person so, she may be feeling it a little bit different as she's in the dressing room or it's just her self-consciousness poking out maybe the judge and the judges needed to ignore that maybe I think it's both, you know, I think like we're saying like drag challenges your ego. And I think in her mind, she was like, I'm going to look 30 years younger. And it's like, well, bitch, you're, you're a magical fairy with wings on, you know, it's not really what this is about. And she's in another tier than all the other queen team, right? Nobody else is in the same age category as her, right? So she, she may be feeling pretty self-conscious about that. 
Probably. And I, yeah, you're right though about makeup. It is, it is a process. Learning someone's face does not happen in an instant, you know, because every, you're just, it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's like fucking sculpture. It's like, I'm trying to figure out where to put these make-believe lines on uh, your absolutely unique three-dimensional weird face. I don't know. I'm making it up. Yeah. This one's one's a burp for me for some of the same reasons Andrew mentioned, which is that uh, they're basically a copy of each other as, as opposed to trying to find a resemblance that implied a relationship. Yeah. It's like, you just got twin fairies here and uh, Pixie is able to get a shape of this dress that sort of fits her body and could not do it for Wendy's. It feel, it's really hanging off of her. Absolutely. The hips are busting out. Like, like, make her look good, man. The makeup for me is actually working fine where the dress is not. It's... It's, it's it's hanging off dumb. like you I know, love what like, you said there, Evan. Though about like this isn't a family resemblance. This is just like I made a costume same. I like for myself, so you're gonna wear a smaller one, which showcases yes. that it looks good on Pixie and bad on Trixie. Like it's it sticks to Pixie's body and it's melting off of Trixie like a Salvador Dali clock. <laughs> yeah, well said. And I mean, I also have to clock that the hemline is just an easy throwaway. Like, you know what I mean? When you, that's usually the sign of a drag queen in peril, doing the asymmetrical or pointed in the front hemline, Mm. because that is such an easier hemline to accomplish than actually going for something symmetrical. Do you know what I'm saying? And fitted, yeah, that's that's good intel. Yeah, that's a cheat. It's it's a cheat, it's a cheat. And it's like, it doesn't look good. Like, it doesn't, it's not particularly flattering. Um, Yeah, it's a burp. And she deserved, she she definitely was, uh, I was glad she was in the bottom too. Okay, Danny Beard and Missy Mustache. Mitzi? Mitz, Mizzy? Okay, Mizzy. we love them. What do you think about this sort of Austin Powers, but make it furry fembots? <laughs> Austin Powers, but furry. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was like, yes, Stepford Wives, but at the yes. barbershop. <laughs> yes. The yeah, the mod look I think was yeah. was really fun way to uh, bring Mizzy Mystique into mm-hmm. like the, the the femme realm. It felt like she was uh, aspiring to without going full Amazon, without mm-hmm. going full Pixie, and mm-hmm. th- this is also a good version of family resemblance for me. Like they, like, you know, they they found the the sisters version of being Danny Beard. Yes, they did. They made their fisting ostrich jokes. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this. It is, it is, it, this, it, isn't it funny though that this one is like also like, you could have some of the same critiques of Pixies on this one. They are, they are quite similar. There's a little bit of, you know, contrasting with the colors of the mint green and the lilac purple, but it just works for me more here. This is a burp for me because there's no ZZ Top beard. <laughs> where <laughs> we want a beard that looks like it might have a fly living inside of it that's yes. what we want zz top yeah. is so southern u.s what is the beardiest uk person you can think of that they uh, that they would be channeling you know they needed more henry the eighth or something he's not that beardy he just has a beard. who's the guy who played dumbledore <laughs> yes yeah. richard yeah. Harris. Just, just dumbledore richard not, harris not even just that dumbledore? guy because he doesn't have a beard in real life just dumbledore <laughs> yeah that's a that's a pasted on drag beard dumbledore is drag frankly but 
Yeah, stumble the whole world. The whole world, all of Hogwarts. Um, but then again, the person who wrote those books wouldn't dare have drag allowed at their school. <laughs> she'd she'd yeah, die. Little, little did she know she was setting up drag. I'm so glad. I'm so glad we're done with her. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay. I I have to I have to chirp this. I, I like it. I, I I chirp it, but barely. It's not it's not my favorite. But when they came out, I, I was cool with it. Yeah, good, 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 good. Okay, next, Cheddar Gorgish and Brie Gorgish. This one shocked me. I was I I, <laughs> I I couldn't have expected this coming into watching an episode of Drag Race. I uh, I was I was shocked, and I all I could think of was the Dune movie. All I could yes. think I could th- was. These are characters from Game of Thrones that are going to be calling dragons on me. Yes. And I'm scared, but I was absolutely floored by the execution. Yeah, it's hot. For almost a full year, it's been hanging over my head that I have not watched the Dune movie. I even watched the first (laughs) 23 minutes and didn't finish it. And just by watching this segment <laughs> of drag race it's it, it's i don't have to do it anymore you get it i've basically no. watched dune that's how good this this look was you are You've now addicted to spice yeah yes <laughs> spice <gasps> oh my god with those creepy blue eyes um yeah and they're kind they're giving they're giving that dune fantasy <laughs> i did love this it did that thing of transporting me like you're saying to a weird world it's total recall <coughs> it's kind of uh yeah like you're saying ancient dragon druid dressing i love it i love and i love that like the cool tones uh the, there's the cooly icy tones and then the fiery red tones I, I just love it there was something going on here that was like i feel like i'm missing s- something and the way the judges were talking that sort of Im- just implied a lot about what Cheddar Gorgeous has been doing the whole rest of the season. Like they were all saying mm-hmm. like, oh yes, this is so Cheddar. Oh, just real, just being so artsy and avant-garde. This, yeah. And so what I was like, I'm missing, Cheddar I'm missing done? a little bit of this arc. She's, she is dominating the runway for sure. Um, and she wants an ash game, but she, so she's doing very well. She's certainly a favorite. Um, she's given this, I think her aesthetic is just really, Focused. Her point of view is clear, right? She's given this sort of like ghoulish but beautiful sort of creature um, drag, which I think sets her apart. Um, then the girls who are just like, I'm pretty, you know? You know what I want? This is, this is going to sound like a whiny pet peeve here, but I think when I see something as striking as this come out and mm-hmm. the judges are like sort of paying attention, but also just trying to one up each other with the like traditional <laughs> drag puns, puns, you know, uh, which are, <laughs> which is like pretty dorky. But I get that it's like par- it's part of the thing, right? So Graham Norton, yeah. is like, he's like he's just punning on their names, Cheddar and Bree. Yeah. He's, <clears throat> he's like ham and cheese. <laughs> Where's the wine, right? And it is it's like completely ignoring that they look insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? And one spend of those was really seconds? lazy. One oh, of those was like lactose. Oh god! For for your also nerves. like Graham Please Norton, like you're market. on the set of RuPaul's Drag Race. Like there's wine somewhere. <laughs> just, just just call a PA over and say like, hey, I right? need my fourth wine. Like so I, actually, there's I, there's wine on set at RuPaul's Drag Race. 
I know I'm definitely like I'm, def- I'm definitely like picking beef with the, with the wrong aspect of the, of the show here. But it's like you have ten seconds to get your like judging quip out there. I want them to respond. Right. I want them to respond to what they've seen rather than a pun they wrote three hours ago based on their names. Right? Like, <laughs> look at what you're look. You're looking at something insane. These guys coming from the Dune planet. I want them to say like, oh, well, it's Khaleesi of the runway. You know, basically, basically like, right. we're chirping. It's, we're chirping Cheddar Gorgeous so hard that we're saying that this is above jokes. That all of them just should have mm-hmm. said like. Either wow or <laughs> yeah, that's serving spice or like there we go. I feel I like, like my hand is in a box that I can't like take that. it out of the box. Wow, a Spice Girls reunion. <laughs> I mean, but that's too that's too sophisticated. Oh no, now we're back in. We're back in the June. Jokes. Oh, <laughs> oh God, Dune. They look good. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Now we're back. Now oh, we're back. It's Khaleesi Vanilli. I love your album. <laughs> oh man remember that scandal really at, um at king's landing of all places let's talk black pepper and chili pepper um i'm could, gonna i'm gonna burp this i've already uh-huh. relayed my opinion but i'll repeat it that yes. black pepper deserves to be booted off this episode just on the low merit of her mm-hmm. snatch game that I only saw a clip of from episode six. <laughs> it was really upsetting. But I also, th- but, really... I, but on top of that, I think that w- what the judges are talking about, this just sort of like, I don't know. This just looks like something you went to a store and bought to me, the outfit and the tights and the, uh, yeah. and the shoes. It's like, it's you a went little to bit spirit Halloween. Yeah. It's simple. Yeah, it's quite simple. The makeup is cool and interesting, but I I'm not buying that it's as it's it's just not as cohesive as some of these other looks. Again, it's the twin move rather than finding two looks that, that go together. The dress is is boring. I am a sucker for this really mm. stupid gag with the braid. They have yes, magnets the in the cool. tips of the braid yeah. and then the <laughs> braids suck together like two snakes frenching and it is <laughs> It is hardcore lifted from the movie Avatar, w- implying very strongly that they're having sex uh-huh. with their hair. They're they're boning <laughs> yes. with their hair on stage, which is hot. And right. So I loved the stupid braid, but everything else is is falling flat for me. So I burp it. Evan, would it have been a chirp for you? Could she reverse as a chirp if they'd just gone full Navi? Full Navi, yes. Out, mm. Oh, just extreme fully chirp. Blue. They just blurred out because yes. it's a copyright infringement. Of, <laughs> and they're just like, I fucking love the movie Avatar. Was that a, is that a chirp for you? Yes. Yeah. If they were fully blue, but but all obviously high heels where they get the look where it looks like the high heel is part yeah, of their I'm foot. Yeah, I'm here for that. You know, and then the braids go have sex with each other. Yes. I ch- I chirp that to the extreme. I'm here for that, <laughs> honestly. And the cosplay can be a it can be a key to success. You know, just a few weeks ago, we had a whole runway of West End Wonders, um, and people were just you know referencing very popular theatrical shows. Mono, you say cosplay, I say drag. You know, tomato, tomato. Exactly. Exactly. But I will burp this. I will burp this because it's like, come on now. Come on, Black Peppa. And what you don't know is that Black Peppa is so good. She's been in the bottom twice now and she absolutely massacres the girls she's with when she lip syncs against them, which might be why they didn't put her in the bottom because they've 
there's no story in this amazing lip sync artist continuing to save herself time and time and time again. I mean, the incredible wow. complicit that I will pay Black Peppa here <laughs> is that the interview look that Black Peppa has, which is just like it's an incredibly striking. cool sweater yeah. and her and her like kind of like square hair yeah. is a better yeah. look than her runway look. Wow. <laughs> there you go. I like I want I want to see there that look as a as a family resemblance look with um, You ain't lying. she's paired with. Well, Dakota Schiffer and Brigitte Schiffer. What do we think of this again? Mod. It's soft, it's feminine and it's a little checkers. What do we think? The soft mod. It's a soft mod. Mhm. Um, I chirp it. Maybe the maybe it's like a uh, drag race noob perspective, but mm-hmm. but the look is sexy and yeah, the the look is sexy and Lucy as Bridget Schiffer, like playing off Bridget Bardot, as like mm-hmm. she's killing this look. I felt like Dakota really supported her getting into a very pretty sexy look as I think it's kind of amazing but obviously what the judges have beef with is that Dakota apparently is doing the same thing thing uh you know week in and week out and I resent that a little bit in the sense that like it's a little bit not fair to drop that after the runway show if you warned her at the beginning of the episode like this is getting stale and then you see if she can break out of it that's one mm-hmm. thing but to just surprise her with yeah, sure, you look sexy and great because you always do. You're great at serving looks. But it's the same. To surprise her with that criticism feels unfair to me. Yeah, I mean, and I guess to be fair, they've done they've they've told her this in the past. Um, so there she maybe she did have a bit of warning, but I I agree. It's a chirp. It looks so good. And I mean, I don't I'm 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 against that her being punished for looking great and making her partner look great. You yeah, know? The, the challenge is making over your partner, right? The, like that's the right. That's the that's the whole point of this thing. Wow. And they, she looks the best. It's it, I mean, it's a major chirp for me. And like, the, I, I mean, I guess that in like the history of Drag Race, I I see that this is like a risky look in that it's like a softer, more natural look and less of yep. the less of the exaggerated look. And I so I guess she's like maybe walking into a trap. Uh, but but yeah. I, I, I what what I resent is that like there's other people that are being criticized for like mm, you just really need to find your voice like all yeah. of your looks are all over the map and then there yeah. are other people like Cheddar who are like every week your look just really speaks to your voice and they're telling her she's too repetitive it's like what if what if that's her voice what <laughs> right. if that's her voice and you don't like yeah. her voice because it yeah. is her look is kind of a normal one right. <laughs> And that unfor- that's the unfair part of Drag Race. And the way that Drag Race emulates entertainment, frankly, is that it is not fair. And sometimes the judges just like another girl more than you. And it really doesn't reflect on your talent. It's just like, oh, I don't know. We're just really feeling that. Oh, so, totally. That comes across that, it, that it's like, yeah. you know, that this, <laughs> yeah. the whole thing is a performance of a reality show. Yes, you know, absolutely. like we've all, we've all come here together to do a reality show and whatever that takes from the producers and the judges to 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 get through it will, you know, will happen. It's not totally about raw talent being judged like the fucking Olympics, which is why 100%. this is better than almost every reality show. Is yeah, because they know what they're there's doing. A, there's a meta-ness to it. Yeah, I, yes. I, I, I had to I was at my uncle's place and had to watch 
Bachelor Red in Paradise or or whatever it was, <laughs> and the fact that they didn't all know they were doing drag sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't know, they don't know. But then it's just it makes it fun to watch them because they're like, "Why isn't my true love on this beach?" And you're like, "Because this is a, a psychological experiment, mate, like designed to make you lose your mind." <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that they believe the the premise rather than reality. Oh right. man, yeah. It's at some in some interview I heard RuPaul say that like everything you do outside of the shower is drag. You know, I don't know, maybe talking to Terry right. Gross or something You're like born that. Born naked. Yeah, and, and the I, rest basically, is drag. I pretty much think about that like two or three times a week. And <laughs> and yeah, the Bachelor in Paradise thing is like just a of of very. Uh, well-realized version of that oh, we're performing in front of each other and you're presenting a character that is just blatantly drag right and, and so to see the, to see everybody judges and contestants alike on drag race sort of performing not only the drag of drag queens but performing the drag of a reality show is pretty mm -hmm. great yeah yeah yeah, and at this point, like I said, it's production fuckery. They're having some fun. Although Cheddar Gorgeous winning, I thought was I was perfectly fine with and into. Yeah, sadly, there's only one person who's not into the performance of uh, making a reality show in this episode, and it's RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> could, could, uh, could show up. I mean, yeah, she was truly the first queen to sashay away from this episode, and yet. I already. Oh, no. She didn't even sashay in. Did not. I mean, uh, she, she did. Not she kind of did, but uh, she kind of did. I, I already said it, but just like, just brute. Like, is isn't Dakota like kind of a historic candidate? Is is she the first trans she, woman? She is the first on the one on the on on a roop on the UK franchise. Okay, so she's not trans of woman. any. Okay, yeah. That but, we've had a couple in the past couple years, which has been lovely. Okay, um, but she's the first one in the UK's okay. franchise. So, so semi-historic, but just particularly brutal that a semi-historic candidate is being Stupid. told by Michelle to sashay away. Just, mm. just have it on I a button. I hated it. Like the dumb smart button from Staples. Like the, the production right. office hasn't made one of those yet for RuPaul saying sashay away. Just have it on a button. I agree, and I feel like the real bottom of this episode was. I don't know, per, maybe Pixie and Black Peppa, maybe Pixie and John. I mean, I like John Burst, but um, for some reason, Dakota was in the bottom and I really hated that. Can we, yeah. can, what are your honest opinions watching this lip sync? Did you think Pixie won it or did you think Dakota did a better job? I mean, neither of them are nailing it. Let's be honest. I, I, You're right. I, I it was a little this, sleepy. This may be what Andrew was talking about in terms of the the USA versus UK, you know, versions of the show. Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, I I believe that the lowest tier coterie of New York drag queens will go out and mop the floor with these two. That's true. I I, I love that you know that, and that is 100 percent true. They're not known. There's a few exceptions to that rule in the UK uh, dynasty, but they're they're not known for being lip sync assassins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the Judy I, the Judy Garland lady. She's British, right? <laughs> what do you mean? The Judy, Wait, what do you mean? The 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 lady who did Judy Garland in the Snatch Game. Um, is that a UK? Judy, that you mean in an All Star Seven? Yeah. That was um that was Jinx Monsoon. Okay, it was Jinx. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seattle okay, Diva. I mixed up. I mixed up. Sorry. Oh yeah, but then the Vivian was also on that. The 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 UK queens do better at comedy. Period. Okay, mm. okay excuse me. That was a, that was a diversion, and I was wrong. 
Great compliment. It's okay. It's okay. But yeah, I mean, you're right. These New York, a New York queen would assassinate these two. Well, I'm glad so you gave credit where credit's due that the UK queens are funnier. That's, that's, that's important to yeah. know. That's important to say. They're funnier. They're funnier. They're, they're more funny also like just in the talking heads. They're better at doing talking heads and then they're better at the comedy challenges, you know, I, for whatever reason. I hate to say it because I, I don't like uh, Pixie and, and how acerbic she was, but I think I would give the edge to her in the lip sync because she, she felt like she was getting the Boy George energy of the original song. That's how mm. I felt. She was giving more. I think I was just biased. Truth to be honest, truth yeah. be told. I was just biased. I like Dakota more. I think she's more delightful and charming. 100% wanted her to stay. Enjoyed her enjoyed her lip sync because she's being herself. I mm-hmm. think one of the most important, from my perspective, as a straight white man, one mm-hmm. of the most important things in the entire history of drag is does this lip sync <laughs> performance make straight white men in the audience uncomfortable with how sexy they think it is mm. and think mm. like, oh, am I supposed to think this is sexy? Uh-huh. I got uh-huh. it. I think I am. I, 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 accidentally, I, I accidentally got horny. But I, but I have a wife and now I have to tell her I'm gay and I love dicks. Yes, oh no. Exactly. And for me, Dakota's performance nailed that part of drag race. I, where I was yeah. just like, that's that's pretty that's pretty sexy. But to a point Evan made about Boy George energy, this is the moment where we have the really fake. I'm gonna talk to Rue, and Michelle makes the call right about who's mm-hmm. gonna sashay away after she talks to Rue. If Rue is not there, you're lip syncing a Boy George song. Just let Boy George make the executive decision. Ooh, Be like you're that's like interesting. like Boy George is here. Boy George gets to decide who did his song. He's in the room. You're right. Yeah, why why do why do the fake earpiece? I love it. Yeah. yeah, that's so stupid. And then like if Boy George had said like Pixie you in, I, I think I would right. no matter how sexy I thought Dakota was and how uncomfortable that made me, I would begrudgingly be like, <laughs> Well, Boy George said Pixie was better, Pixie was better. Yeah, and you instead, would accept it. I'm blessing. left with this void just complaining about Rue not saying sashay away, thinking about my feelings about Dakota. And you know what? They even gave him a moment before this song where it's like just a couple seconds of camera time on Boy George where he just says, don't fuck it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they didn't come back to him to see, does he think they fucked it up? Yeah. I know. What it's a great do? song. It's a good, cool song to do. Just a second. Just a second. Um, I'm, I'm, talking to, I'm talking to Boy George. <laughs> I'm talking to Boy George. He's in my wow, ear. Wow. He, he said... He said that he's gay. I didn't. I did not know that about Boy George. <laughs> this is breaking but news. He said that Dakota's performance was so good it made him horny for women. Okay. Wow. So he's he said that he thought Dakota should have won. Wow. That's wow. what Boy George just wow, told boy. me in my earpiece. Mm. BG. Wow. We break news BG. over here at Drag Her. Wow. We break news here. Yeah, because we're the only people talking about Drag Race on the internet. And um, if you want to uh, listen to the only podcast talking about music, you got to listen to Punch Up the Jam. (laughs) The only podcast in the world where we talk about songs. Tell us more about it. Where can we follow and listen and get into your all your jush? Well, you can follow us on the socials at Punch Up the Jam, the podcast, or you can follow me, Evan, at Get Some Evan. Uh, You can Uh follow me at 
a Rose Gregory. Uh, my name is Andrew Rose Gregory, so that's why the rose is in there. And um, check out the podcast. It's another HeadGum podcast, but you can just listen to it um, wherever It's on all the places. It's, it's yeah. on all the platforms, yeah, the Spotify's, the, uh, the Apple. Start with Mono's episode and then come along. We've done some doozies this year. We did Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way, and we answered the question, what way do they want it? What way do they want it? <laughs> have you ever thought about that it? That is a confusing song, right? Mono, yes. read the lyrics closely, and if you read the lyrics closely enough, you it's are pretty clear. It's pretty clear. The way they want it is missionary which what? makes a yeah. lot of sense for the backstreet which makes boys. a lot of sense so Read if you listen closely. to our, you listen to our version of the song it tells you heartache tell yeah. me why Doing nothing but a but the problem is she why. wants to be on top it's a fight it's a fight wow. they want a missionary it's a fight yeah. of she wants the to be way on top. they yeah. want it yeah, yeah. wow yeah. <laughs> this is good to know <laughs> This is good to know. Come on no, into honestly. our little world. <laughs> well, I mean, pop songs used to live on being cryptic, you know, like hit me baby one more time. It's like, that is such a weird fucking lyric. And we were like, yeah, but maybe that's why it grabbed the audience. Yeah. To, yeah, um, you, yeah. You put yourself in there. Yeah. Yeah. You. Well, you got to go d- take a deep dive into punch up the jam. It is so fucking fun and funny. And you get to hear the song they've punched up at the end of the episode. It's fucking cool. So go, go, go listen, wherever you get your pods. And if you like drag her podcast, you can follow us at drag her podcast on Instagram and give us a five star review on the Apple podcast. Oh my God. We have one that we were just given. That was really wonderful and really put wind in my briefs it it helped me soar and and fly through the sky just like pixie's sloppily padded uh fairy friend <laughs> um and it is from Ke- kenna edw five stars love the pod big fan of mono and all the guests have to give a shout out to my favorite co-host oscar also how have i slept on this podcast artwork for so long she's gorgeous thanks for the only drag race podcast on the whole internet (gasps) thank you kenna you get us you fill us with so much joy so thank you for leaving that review okay till next time let the music play play on play on was a HeadGum original.